0: Aki Brandon.
1: All right, it's time to close out the week with a song, and to do so, I'm pleased to welcome back Carl Doninger from PopCon. All right, today's music video is one that couldn't be avoided in 1995. Only want to be with you from Hootie and the Blowfish. It was the third single from their Grammy Award-winning mega-debut Cracked Review, the best-selling album of 1995, the number six best-selling album of the 90s, and the 19th best-selling album of all time in the U.S., amassing over 21 million copies sold as of 2018. It also featured the singers' singles... Hold my hand, let her cry. Time and drowning, and you probably know them all. But only one to be with you was a number one billboard mainstream top forty chart topper, as well as hitting top ten spots of several of the other charts, and is considered the band's signature song. Scarl, you've heard this one, right? A
2: trillion bazillion a times. Trillion
1: yes. Yeah, this
2: this is was it, this is one of the ones that Whenever, no matter what station you switch your radio to, because this is back when people still listen to the radio, right? It didn't matter; it was on every other song. It was like a decade.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) music video wise, when this thing came out, whether you were on VH1 or MTV, it was either already playing or within the next twenty minutes, you'd probably see it. Like you couldn't avoid, like it. Good for them, and then them poor bastards, too, at the same time. Like, because,
2: it. I mean, I'll, I'm going to be honest, not a big Hootie in the Blowfish fan, right. but the song stands by its record. I mean, right. they did great. Yeah. Been, they made a lot of money on this song. But the music video, even for the time, mm-hmm. is horrible. It was... It's got a lot of cameos in it, no right. doubt. That was it. The quality of the video... Even for its time, and I am going to keep saying that is just not good.
1: It's just people fucking around. Like that's it with like celebrity things. So the video incorporated Sports Center, which in the nineties that was a huge pop culture staple. It was ESPN was just launching off with these personalities. Like you watched it you didn't even care. You are it was a it was a form of comedy almost with Sports Center when you turned in. You get here you get Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick, Mike Tirico Charlie Steiner, and Chris Berman on here. And they open up with some self deprecating humor of Hootie and the Blowfish. So it's like, oh, these guys don't take themselves seriously, which their first two two singles probably would have had you thinking that way. So it kind of loosened up your opinion of the band, I guess was intention, but it also has just them playing sports with athletes that Dan Marino, Fred Couples, Greg McCord, Alonzo Morning, Mugsy Pokes, Alex English, Walt Williams, and Charles Smith. And the Hootie and the Blowfish are bad at sports. That's the joke. And they also are playing live in what looks like a golf clubhouse bar, something maybe. Something,
2: yeah. This video was bad, bad camera work, bad lighting.
1: <laughs> right. This was everywhere. I mean, this was the first time I think a pop culture film, TV, or musical act said, hey, SportsCenter's a real thing. Let's, you know, this kind of took Sports Center another level of attention. And I think a lot of the bro culture probably latched onto this hardcore even more with it because they were being like, oh, Musicians like my stuff. I don't know. Julia Blowfish was a very popular college band, too, which I imagine Sports Center in the 90s was a big catch in college thing. Yeah, I'm, I watched Sports Center all the time back in the 90s. Yeah. Everybody had the theme song. I remember I grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan. I remember for many years uh, around the early 90s, the Reds catcher in the World Series coming over and just blowing over the Oakland A's. Uh, catcher as uh, one of their opening things to baseball tonight or sports Center one of the two but uh, yeah this so this thing was like the the this either this or TLC's waterfalls were the two probably most annoying music videos of the 90s like if yeah. you wanted to watch music videos and wanted a variety you weren't getting it because you were gonna see these all the time and the next five minutes of your life was like ugh, end. Like it was cute the first time, but jeez. don't
2: go chase some waterfalls.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of these two for sure. Like Alanis, she had popular stuff. Like she had one of the most popular albums, but she had at least like singles that didn't they didn't play them like constantly. This yeah. and she had multiple ones, but uh, the song actually has controversy to it as uh, borrowed some Bob Dylan lyrics. They ran it by the bob dylan camp before the album was produced they said yeah it's fine then the song became a big hit and then they're like you know what we kind of want to we want a piece of that now we piece of that and hootie and the bluefish had to pay there was no lawsuit it was like an under the table fine shut up leave us alone let us play our song
2: no kidding
1: yeah so they 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 messed with the dylan don't mess with him or the rolling stones i guess but yeah the it's directed by frank sacramento Don't know if he's from there, but he did the music video for Hootie's Time, so they liked working with him on this. And he did music videos for House of Pain, uh, Tupac under the name Machiavelli, which means a post-mortem video for Tupac, uh, Drew Hill, Brian McKnight, and Everlast for the What It's Like song. So um, he must have liked him during the House of Pain video they shot. Rucker apparently came up with the idea for this video just to meet sports people he, he was a fan of. One thing, when I watched the video for this, one thing I reminded was like, yeah, I remember how huge Dan Marino was. Like, Like, technically still is. Still is, but like films, TVs, billboards, magazine ads, he was the greatest quarterback of all time. And I feel like now that we've had so many of those great quarterbacks bust his records and then win Super Bowls too, like... Do kids know who Dan Marino is nowadays? I mean true, you true, could true. hate sports or not even pay attention to know who Dan Marino was back then. Yeah. So that was a, a huge get for this video. But that was that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Um yeah, this is the I think this is all this is an apex and the end of Hootie and the Blowfish, this song. Because <laughs> That's a fair statement. They made was- more albums.
2: I was just looking at yeah, I was, that's what I was looking at. They released
1: was, more songs. Nobody cared. They were done. You, yeah. you were done with them. TLC still had success after while. Well, I mean, they were there before Waterfalls. But this is this is a weird thing where it's like you release your debut album, goes over. You have the mo- you hit the most. You couldn't ask for better success with your first album, and just like Atlantis, and jagged little pill, you come out. You have the highest selling albums. You come out with the second record, and you're on the decline, like real fast, like real fast decline,
2: super fast. So, well, from the chart that I'm looking at, um, their first three albums hit the their peak in the U S. was first, first, and fourth. Mm-hmm. And then their next album, the next three albums, went to forty sixth, forty seventh, and their most recent one is twenty sixth. But that's nostalgia. There, yeah, right? There's nothing to do with quality of anything. So yeah, that the, they went diamond and platinum and gold and platinum and silver and platinum and then nothing. Nothing. Nobody cared anymore. Nobody cared. Quit quit listening to Hootie and the Blowfish.
1: Yeah. And Darius Rucker's now a country singer. Well they
2: were yes. I remember they were they were the butt of jokes.
1: Yeah. They did. Yeah. They they became that and just um I like I, I've heard from people that have known band members that they were they were sick of themselves at the time of this too. Like it was just too much. Like you got everything, and yeah, it's a crazy story. One factor in their sales when I was doing my research that I have not talked about in this sh- this music video portion I didn't even think of: three million copies of this record in '95 were sold via Columbia House. Do you remember Columbia House and BMG? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a factor I don't think that's not around. You would sign up, and they would screw you over. You get, like, 10 CDs for a penny apiece. Or, or a something. dollar, a
2: and dollar. Then the others were a penny apiece.
1: Yes, and then you're sucked into, like, a contract where you got to buy stuff at their price. So you were paying, well, everybody could go to Best Buy and get a CD for 12 bucks. You had to buy it from BMG for, like, 24 or Columbia House for like twenty four dollars to get out of their contract with them, yep. And you would you everybody would load up on these CDs. They'd have all the hits that you wanted, and you you get ten at a time. It was really cool. And then you got screwed. You got sometimes they'd have deals, but I never thought of that as a factor in success back then because that's not a thing now, at all. No, that is not. People a thing. don't buy music anymore. They subscribe to service and yeah. Like th- those services don't even want to pay for music anymore from what I've seen.
2: Yeah, well, it, yeah. I mean, that's good for the consumer, but it's bad for the artist.
1: Yeah. Really? Like it's a really crazy thing. Like they're.
2: And, and people, people don't buy albums anymore. They buy songs that they're going right. to buy.
1: Yeah. Like the concept of an album. So like I, I'm a old fashioned. I like the concept of an album feeling it's a complete unit, telling a story, capturing a moment in time, but now it's all don't bore us, get to the chorus <laughs> with everything. But yeah, I actually, um uh, embarrassing admission, in high school I made a parody video of this song. Yeah, doing stupid stuff. And uh, I don't think we got finished because our humor was just... Get, we were watching our playback and it just started getting weird and we're like, we'll call it quits. I don't think we ever finished it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was... So we were like, remember that I think it was like a year or two after, we we're like, that video was really dumb. Let's make a thing on it. And I think we had a muppet or a puppet in it. Awesome. It was, yeah, it was it was really awesome. silly. Um
2: that's kind of what they were in real life. Just- right.
1: All right. Oh, those blowfish. Yeah, done. And uh I my notes of I was uh quote unquote fucking sick of this song and, and the video back in 1995 which I think everybody...
2: Yeah, when I clicked on the link, not knowing what I was clicking on, really, I was like, oh, God, this song?
1: (laughs) Yep. I won't dance. I won't sing. Yeah, that was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, this album. Yeah, I don't even think... I didn't own this album. I didn't need to. It was on every time. I know I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't one of those millions of people owning Hootie and the Blowfish. was... Like, I think I kind of liked the first couple songs. I I think I was okay with this song the first time I heard it, but now, like, I don't even need to hear it today. Like, it's that. It's too soon. It's that great. Even though I forced us to do it for this the show, I was like, it's ingrained. The video, I watched it. I was like, I perfectly remember this. I just, there's a couple basketball players I didn't remember in it. Like, it's of the capsule. Like, those that Charlotte Hornets team of the 90s that never did anything, but was all this, like, media hype of... Uh, morning johnson and bogues i remember they captured that moment of time here and alex english a player that was great that i don't think many people remember um today but yes so all right well that'll wrap us up for this week carl thank you for stopping by hopefully we'll have you again sometime it's been wonderful and i can't wait to see you at popcon this yes, other, yeah, you'll see me. I'll have, a, I'll have a mask on, but you'll see me. Wah, 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 wah. I can't hear you in the mask. All right, but uh, before we go to the weekend, once again, let people know where they can keep up with all things popcon.
2: Popcon is at uh, at Indie Popcon, I N D Y P O P C O N, on just about anything.
1: All right, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at ysoblue.com. The Brandon Peters Show returns all new next week, but until then, he could go all the
0: way. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters Announcer vocals by Jessica Alzman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended Additional information on this and other episodes at BrandonPetersShow.com For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.